From Murder to Millions, the incredible story of Nelson Tressler, the author of The Unlucky Sperm Club, You Are Not a Victim of Your Circumstances But a Product of Your Choices, the creator of the Six Months to Success program, and of the I Got Smarter app. Here on episode number 145 of Beyond Adversity with Dr. Brad Miller. Success is not an event. And I think a lot of people feel like, you know, if I just make it here, everything's going to be better. Success is not an event. It's a journey. And and in fact, success is a journey that never ends. I'm Genevieve Pituro, the author of Purpose, Passion, and Pajamas. And I'm the founder of the national nonprofit Pajama Program. I was a guest on Dr. Brad Miller's podcast, Beyond Adversity, and it was an incredibly wonderful experience. I was comfortable. The questions were so warm and supportive, and I know that together we're helping people find their purpose, and I know that Dr. Brad Miller is on his path to inspiring other people to find their purpose. Hello, good people. Welcome to Beyond Adversity with Dr. Brad Miller. Here we are all about helping you to navigate adverse conditions in your life and to achieve peace, prosperity, and purpose. Over at our website, drbradmiller.com, we have literally over a 100 podcast episodes of great stories of people and leaders and authors who help you to deal with a death in the family, to overcome disease, or perhaps a divorce, or maybe a dealing with crushing debt, or some other setback in your life. You can do that. We are here to be helpful. We have a free gift for you over there at drbradbeller.com. We have a great guest with us today who has overcome incredible setbacks in his life. Indeed, he experienced murder in his life when his own grandfather took the life of a police officer, and that greatly impacted the life of Nelson Tressler and led him to spiraling down to some incredibly difficult circumstances that he had to choose how to emerge from. He's the author of The Unlucky Sperm Club, You're Not a Victim of Your Circumstances, but a Product of Your Choices. And today's conversation is about the choices that Nelson made to get out of the pits and to emerge to be a great success in the field of real estate. And he talks now in our conversation about the processes and the decisions that he made to get better every day, to get smarter, and to the few key ingredients that he was able to come up with to help people to identify and fulfill their goals and live the life of their dreams. He is the creator of the six months to success program, which is at six months, the numeral six months, the numeral two success.com program, which is a systematic process to set and achieve your goals in as little as six months. And of the I Got Smarter app, which is at igotsmarter.com, which is an online app 
which will help you to apply goal setting to elevate goals in your life. Fascinating conversation here on Beyond Adversity today. You're going to tune into this, take good notes, and see what the key takeaways are for you in today's conversation with Nelson Tressler. Let's get into that conversation right now. He's with Nelson Tressler, our guest here today. He has the process or the course uh, six months to success.com the numeral six months numeral two success.com and the app the i got smarter.com app and in this process he is going to share with us the, the really devastating many ways background that he comes from in his family life and personal life to develop a process where he's been successful in the business world and other aspects of life and can teach us some things to help you to navigate adverse conditions in your life. And we welcome to Beyond Adversity, Nelson Tressler. Welcome. Thanks for having me, Brad. I appreciate it. Well, it is uh, awesome to have you. And just look in your background, you've had developed several successful businesses in a process here that folks can connect up with. And But it's my uh, observation and reading your story that you really come from just some really uh, some difficult circumstances in your life. And if you don't mind, I'd just like for you to take the floor for a few minutes, uh, Nelson, and just share a little bit of your life story and a little bit what got you to this place today. Sure. Yeah, I've got quite the origin story. My mom uh, became pregnant with me when she was 15 years old. And while she was pregnant with me, her father, who was the local trash collector in a small town, uh, drove into uh, the town square uh, spotted two police officers, uh, stuck a gun out the window, and opened fire on those police officers, killing one and critically wounding another. And eventually, my uh, grandfather was captured and brought to stand trial where he was facing the death penalty. And uh, during his trial, my mom uh, got up and testified to the jury that the reason that her father had shot and killed that police officer was that that police officer had raped her and she was now pregnant with his baby, who was me. And um, my mom's testimony worked. My grandfather's first trial ended in a first in a hung jury. Uh, the second uh, trial, they took the death penalty off the table and my grandfather was found guilty uh, and sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole, which he ended up spending 40 years in prison. Um, and uh essentially, you know, went to prison, leaving behind uh, his family of 15 children, including my mom and now me to kind of live in the wake of, uh, of those consequences. Uh, and then, you know, well, the, the, that takes your breath away right there. I know you got yeah. more of your story, but that there is just like devastating. My goodness. But please continue. Yeah, I mean, my, my life didn't get any easier from that, you know, of course, being, uh, you know, having a 15 year old mother, uh, but eventually my mom turned 21. Uh, and she uh, met a man who eventually would become my stepfather, but come to find out he was an alcoholic, uh, very emotionally and physically abusive to me and my mom, uh, on, almost on a daily basis. Uh, eventually my mom had four more children, uh, with my stepfather and because of the lifestyle that they're, they were living, uh, a lot of the basic needs of my siblings fell upon me as the oldest. Um, my mom would, would rather me stay home and help with the kids instead of go to school. And I, and I hated school. Um, 
you know, and uh, I remember at my fourth grade year of looking down at my report card and seeing that uh, I had straight F's and uh, that I would be repeating the fourth grade. And I probably missed 50 or 60 days of school that year. Uh, I couldn't read. I couldn't write. I can't spell. And uh, the following year, they placed me into special ed to try to get the help that I needed. And um, so that's kind of where my schooling went. And then eventually, one day, my uh, stepfather was uh, walking home drunk from a bar. There was somebody else who was driving home drunk from that bar and ended up hitting and killing him. Um, and it was at this time that my mom, uh, she has five kids now. Um, my youngest sister was just born. I, I think she's three or four months at this at time. But as hard as my mom's life has been to this point, um, you know, losing my stepfather, no matter how abusive he was, left my mom really with no hope. Uh, my mom had dropped out of school in the eighth grade. She had never worked outside of the home. And here she is uh, left alone to raise five small children. And it's at this time that she decides that she can't do it and uh, that she uh, attempts suicide. And uh, fortunately, uh, she was not successful, but whenever she was released from the hospital, it was at this time that she decided she couldn't care for all five of us on her own. And that's when I went to go live with my grandmother, who is the wife of the man who shot and killed the police officer. And as I said, she has 15 children. Some of those children are still living at home when I go to live with her. And because uh, my grandma was a saint, she was also raising four or five other grandchildren at the time for various reasons. And um, so I go to live with her. And for the first time, uh, I don't have to worry about somebody coming home drunk and beating me or my mom. I don't have to worry about waking up to take care of uh, babies and, and 2 a.m. feedings. And the one rule that my gram did have is she she wasn't high on education, but the one thing that she did uh, uh, expect was that you were going to go to school. And that was probably for her own sake. You know, having 15 kids, that's probably your only break is when your kids go to school. So I started to go to school on a regular basis. And I started to kind of reflect upon my life and the direction that it was going. And then one day, uh, a counselor from the local university came to our school, and we had an assembly, and she kind of talked about the things that you needed to do to get into college. And for the first time, I started to think, you know what, what if I could go to college? And, uh, you know, I, I thought at the time that would solve all of my problems. And, and you know what it's like whenever you set a goal or you start to think of something that's going to be hard, that voice in the back of your head starts to scream at you all the reasons that you shouldn't even think about doing that. And I remember thinking, you know, Nelson, you're in special ed. You can't read, you can't write, you can't spell. Of my mom's family, of those 15 children, only two had ever graduated from high school. And, um, you know, I start thinking to myself, Nelson, you're going to be lucky to graduate high school, let alone go to college. But, you know, I saw where my life was heading. And uh, this was the one thing that I could kind of focus on to see a better future for myself. So from that day on, I started to kind of do the things that I thought I needed to do that would get me to college. And 12 years after that, uh, four different universities, four years in in the Air Force to get money to go to school, eventually became that first person in my family to uh, graduate from college and uh, get that college degree. What a 
powerful witness to a devastating life growing up and then making the influence of a person in your life and then making a really life-changing decision about college and given your background uh, a lot of people get stuck there Nelson you know people get stuck in the circumstances you were talking about and don't make it out and you did and you've had some success in the business world and before we go a little bit uh, further in your your story just tell us a little bit about what types of businesses you've been involved with and how what what the point I want to make is that you've evolved out of college into having some success in your life so tell us a little bit about what type of things you've been involved with yeah so i was fortunate enough to uh, get a job right out of college in the commercial in uh, commercial real estate industry and i've done that for the last 20 years and it was fortunate enough to become the top salesman in the in the retail division worldwide for a top five firm multiple times. So I've had some great success there. I've also started uh, other businesses. I've started a children's daycare center uh, in, in Las Vegas and built that to one of the largest chains in Las Vegas. And then I was also uh, fortunate enough to... Uh, build one of the largest uh, pet resort chains in the country, you know, privately held pet resort chains in the country and was able to um, sell both of those businesses. And you get to that point in your life, you know, uh, I I don't ever envision myself propping my feet up and, and watching sunsets. Uh, That's just not in my DNA. And so I'm, I was thinking, okay, what do I want to do with the rest of my life? And uh, for the longest time, that story that I just told, the only person who knew that story was my wife. Uh, I ran from that story. I joined the Air Force to get out of that small town. I never, uh, you know, went back. I've gone back to that small town, but I never went back there to live because of everything that kind of I had to go through. And I talk a a lot about that in my book, The Unlucky Sperm Club. And now that you guys know my story, you kind of know where that title came from. Mm -hmm. But uh, nobody knew about that, uh, those circumstances, none of my friends, not even my, my children, because I had run from it. It weakened me to think about uh, that. And I started to kind of reflect, why did I live that type of life? Why was I placed into those circumstances? And um, I came up with, you know, the reason that I was there, I made it out of that. Uh, I've, I've been able to overcome those circumstances. And I, I became obsessed with goals and personal development after that first big goal of graduating from college. And I determined at that time that I was wanted to spend the rest of my life to help other people realize that they're not a victim of their circumstances, that they're a product of their choices. And I started uh, the new business, I Got Smarter, which is an app. And it's the program that I've kind of perfected over the last 20 years as I've, you know, worked on goals and worked on uh, personal development and becoming a better version of myself. I saw where I failed at goals and where I needed to uh, a little bit of help. And the program that's out there with I Got Smarter uh, essentially patches all those holes uh, and helps people uh, fulfill their their dreams and their goals. Because the one thing I realize is we don't have a knowledge problem when it comes 
to fulfilling our goals. We know what we need to do. We have an execution problem. We just Mm -hmm. don't do what we know we need to do. And that's what I Got Smarter does is it helps you do the things that you know you need to do when you need to do them. Yeah, very good. Because what you said to that, I think is so key there. You, You made some choices that led to some new directions in your life. And now you're looking to make some choices to be a contributor to other persons to help them to implement these areas. And we're bombarded by knowledge all the time. And most people have at least a sensibility about, uh, about what it takes, you know, for instance, given that, you know, with people talk about new year's resolutions and so on goal setting about about the, the, the basic ones are weight loss and, you know, making more money and to have better relationships. And yet many people, you know, by the time February rolls around, they have fallen off on all those things. They're overeating, their relationships are still messed up, and they're more deeper in debt. And yet, so they know what to do, but they don't do it. And so what you're sharing with is, is the actions to, to take and has to go with those choices. And and I'm curious here for out of your own life and then what you teach in your in your in your courses and in your app and your your application process. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about this area of choices. I, I like to call it bold actions because I think they have to break a pattern. You know, we have to uh, break a pattern of where we are kind of stuck in some areas. People people often use that terminology of being stuck. I'm kind of stuck in my life. I'm not going to spin my wheels and so on. What would you say are some of the dramatic, bold choices that you took and that you advocate people take to break these patterns? Yeah, I, I think it all comes down to choice. And and in my book, The Unlucky Sperm Club, I talk about kind of the hand that we're dealt. And uh, I, I look at that is a lot of people feel like they've been dealt a raw hand, whether it be at birth or whether they what circumstances they find themselves in now. And what I talk about is the one the one way, you know, in poker, you only get, you know, to discard your cards one time, and then that's the hand you're stuck with. But life is just like that. The only difference is, is life, you get to discard your hand as many times as you want if you don't like your hand. And the way that you do that is through the choices that you make. If you want different circumstances, what you need to do is start making different choices. And the problem I think that a lot of people have when it comes to choices is they want everything to be perfect before they make that choice. Mm. Um, they want all the traffic lights to be green before they head down their, you know, on their journey. And, it, and that almost never happens. So what we advocate is take that first step. Don't wait for all the lights to turn green. Chances are, you know, what one choice you need to start making today that will get you closer to where you want to be. And whether that's weight loss, whether that's your relationship, whether it's financial, those three key points that you touched on, we all know what that first step can be. And a lot of times what it's like is it's like walking through fog is you can't see, but maybe two or three feet in front of you in thick fog. But when you take that first step, you can see two or three feet further and you take another step you can see. And that's what happens when you act now and you make those choices is you might not know exactly what needs to happen next week or next month. But as you continue to make those choices, that vision opens up to you. And all you have to do is keep making those correct choices and, uh, you know, your life will drastically go in the direction that you're making those correct choices yeah. to, to do. But nothing happens if we stay still and we have to choose a direction and take some steps forward. Even if we have to alter the direction, you got to keep moving. That's uh, uh, a important point. I think in my life, you got to keep 
moving, keep going. So yeah, and and we also need to realize that we're not looking for perfection here. None of us are going to live a perfect life. Uh, we're looking for progress. And if we have that mindset that you know what, I know I'm going to fail. I know I'm not going to be perfect. I I know I'm not going to you know do a- absolutely everything that I can do. But you know tomorrow I'm going to be a little bit. F- further ahead or a little bit closer to where I want to be. And next week, I'm going to be even closer. And next month, I'm going to be closer. Is it going to be a perfect month? Probably not. But uh, we need to have that long-term perspective. We kind of talk about goals and we talk about that in our program is those people who are successful in life, they have that long-term perspective. They see where they want to be next month, next year, in five years, in 10 years. And they realize that it is a process and they realize that there's going to be ebb and flows and peaks and valleys, but they know where they want to be in that long-term. Yeah. Progress over uh, perfection is a part of what I teach as well. And I love that's a part of your of your process as well. And you you did mention something there, Nelson, that I found very interesting. You talked about, you know, about the fog and about the putting one step in front of another and how you're not gonna have every you're not every every brick and the yellow brick road is always gonna be lined up in front of you. Uh, never is lined up in front of you, but we have to take a step. And I I like to sometimes call that a step of faith or you know, going out into the unknown taking a risk, risk and yeah. trying to get your ROI involved, what your, uh, what your, I mean, your, your, your uh, risk over reward is what I was trying to say, not so much ROI, but uh, let's talk a little bit about, uh, about that process. Is any part of your process you, you're dealing with, you, you're talking about here, involves some sort of a sense of drawing on a power higher than yourself, you know, that uh, sometimes we have the inner life, which helps drives us. Sometimes we need to draw on resources and for some folks, that's religion. Some folks, that's meditation. Some folks, that's some other form of emotional support. Is any part of your process involved uh, calling upon a greater power to empower you? Yeah, I'm a very spiritual person and uh, have a strong faith. Uh, but I allow people, you know, in, in that program, um, you know, that's a hot button. And some people want that in their lives and some people don't. Uh, I want it in my life. I have it in my life. I feel like it's a huge impact in my life. And I, again, I talk about my, my conversion story in my book, The Unlucky Sperm Club. But in our program, what we allow you to do, and I think this is one thing that's very unique and uh, helps tons of people is we allow people to invite what we call a success partner through the app. And in that app, you see real time what your success partner is doing. In, in the program, we have what we call a morning ritual and a, more, a morning routine. And that's going through and we give gratitude every single day. We review our goals every day. We learn success principles every day. And then we kind of figure out what we need to do every day for our three goals that we're working on. And when you finish that uh, morning uh, routine, your success partner gets an alert that says, hey, Nelson finished his morning routine. And Brad, if you and I are partners, now you can say kudos to me and communicate with me through the app. But what that also says is, Brad, if you didn't do your morning routine, oh, I got to get mine done because Nelson gets it done. And what we found is you're 95% more likely to follow through and do the things that you said you're going to do if you have that success partner who's there in the trenches with you, helping you and supporting you to uh, see it through to the end. And you're also there for them. So it's that mutual benefit of you guys are in those trenches together, working towards those goals. So it holds you accountable and builds community. 
yeah. uh, builds an important uh, personal relationship. It's not just some sort of a, a paper planner or electronic gizmo. I mean, it involves an app on your phone. I I, I know, but uh, but it involves people too. And yeah. what I wanted to get with you, I I just have a real belief that uh, powerful relationships are what fuel life change. You know, we have to be. Uh, given some emotional umph, you know, emotional energy that comes with relationships. And I'd just like you to say more about that, either in your own personal life, you know, how that was impactful to get you to where you got, you know, you, you mentioned some you know, really challenging negative relationships that you had to overcome. But I think for a lot of us, we can be fueled by p- positive relationships. And, and then any more you want to say about how that is, but implemented then in your program. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think, you look at anybody uh, that you look at and, and feel like they're successful, and I guarantee you they, they didn't do it alone. None of us do it alone. We always have that support network, those people who are encouraging us, uh, those mentors that are kind of showing us the way. But I'll tell you, when, when I was young, I didn't have a lot of uh, mentors or a lot of positive role models. And the one thing that I did was I didn't really know where I wanted to go but I knew absolutely where I didn't want to end up. And I kind of did the things that I needed to do to get away from that. So if you feel like you don't have those positive role models in your life, start making those choices to get away from where you want to be. Uh, And I think a lot of people get hung up on that because they don't have that positive role model in their lives. They, they really don't have that person to look at and try to mirror their, their movements and, and their actions but just make those those actions and those choices to get away from what you know you don't want to do. But it, but in our program, yes, we we have a community. There, there, you're going to be like the people that you hang out with. I mean, there's been all kinds of studies about that. That your income is going to be the average of the five people that you hang out with. Your mental uh, abilities are going to be the the five people that you spend the most time with. So, community is so important and. Uh, you need to get into that good community that shares the same values and the same standards and the same, you know, aspirations that you have. And what you find is that community kind of the, the tide raises all ships. When you get in that right community and you start surrounding yourself with like-minded people, what you'll find is that energizes you and gives you those emotions that you need to get through those tough days. So I would absolutely uh, stress that everybody find a community where, where, wherever that is, whether it's in person, you know, which is a tough thing to do now with the pandemic, but you know, there's tons of online communities. I mean, we have our community that I got smarter and Nelson Tressler, uh, and just huge benefits from that. And, uh, I couldn't stress it enough. Yeah. The part of that process of building community is, um, you know, there's the interpersonal ones that you mentioned, which are important. And sometimes that can be family or other communities. It could be even, you know, the guys you play basketball with at the Y or whatever, this kind of thing. But it also can even be, I believe, even virtually, not only through Facebook groups, that kind of thing, but even through great books and through things like that and through tape programs and maybe programs such as yours where you can start to be inspired by the, the work of others and speak into your life and I just think it's important that we build these uh, relationships and and implement them. And that's what I want to talk to you about now is the implementation part of it. Because I think, as you mentioned here, Nelson, that is a a part that 
is a unique uh, approach that you have in many ways to many other kind of life planning or uh, processes that, you know, there's lots of goal setting type of uh, books and processes there. I've been through a bunch of myself and uh, uh, as, as well as apparently you have, as you've been in development, but let's talk about the implementation piece. And what I want to talk to you about is you mentioned a morning routine and an evening routine and how the accountability piece, let's talk about discipline, about habits, about the cognitive piece, how you imprint this on yourself. Because what we do know, out of my own experience and others, is that oftentimes we talk about goal setting and things like that, and we are able to go with it for a while, but then it gets hard and it drops off. Tell yeah. me what. Uh, tell me about the disciplines, habits, processes, procedure, the cognitive part about your program, about what you believe. Yeah, so the, the, the first part of our program we call our, our self-assessment and that's about getting crystal clear on really what you want in life. And I think that's one of the major issues when people fail with their goals. And, and we're not talking, we're, we're, we're talking 95% of people fail at their goals within the first couple months. So if, if you feel like you haven't done well with goals, uh, you're not alone. And, and that's why I saw a need for, you know, this program, I got smarter. And, but we, we become crystal clear on what we want. We also become crystal clear on what we're going to have to do to achieve that goal. And um, a lot of people think that they want to be wealthy, uh, but what they realize is that they're not willing to either, you know, sacrifice their relationships. If it's going to take that sacrifice their health, if it's going to take that. So we make sure one, you know what you, you, you want. And then two, you understand the price that you're going to have to pay for that. And then, there's a lot of things that we've baked into our program to help you. Uh, every single goal that we have has a self-imposed positive uh, reward as well as a self-imposed negative consequence uh, that you're going to do whether or not you meet that goal and your, your success partner can help you stay accountable to that. But uh, a lot of our minds, we either run towards pleasure or we run away from fears or, or, or uh, discomfort. So we've built that into the program. And, you know, it, it can be fun things like, you know what, if, if I'm not able to get to my target weight, uh, I'm going to dress up in a leotard and sing, you know, girls want to have fun on my Facebook page and post it, you know. Mm -hmm. So there's things like that. We also go as far as uh, allowing uh, your success partner to jump in there and put in an, also a negative uh, consequence if mm. you're not able to reach it. Okay. And you might be willing to kind of let yourself down uh, and say, you know what, I'll just get on YouTube and sing. I, you know, I don't want to do it. But but if I'm, if I'm willing to put my neck on the line that you're going to meet this, chances are you're going to do everything that you can to make sure that I don't have to follow through with my consequence. So we've baked those things into it. I think another problem with uh, a lot of programs out there is they have annual thinking. They want to set a goal for what you're going to do next year or five years from now. And our minds don't wrap around those things. There's not that sense of urgency. And then we've all just got through 2020. We all know how much the world can change in a year or a few months. Mm -hmm. So what we've, done in I Got Smarter is we have huge goals, goals that are going to take years and five years and 10 years. But what we do is we break every goal down into a 30-day sprint. And we work on those goals in small bite-sized pieces. And then we, we evaluate and then we readjust uh, every 30 days. And 
your mind really knows what it needs to do to hit that goal in 30 days from now. And if something comes up uh, in our program, people aren't throwing up their hands and giving up until next New Year's. Uh, they, they're looking at that 30-day sprint. They've either done well or they haven't done well. But then you have that option to evaluate. And then you have that, uh, you know, that responsibility to kind of readjust and go at it again without losing months or even years at a time. Yeah, there is. Uh, I think you made some really interesting points there. And I, I'm just kind of thinking uh, about some phrases that I've kind of used in my own life. And one of them is the Christmas planning panic, which you, Christmas rolls around and you realize you have some panic in your life about several areas. Sometimes it's about, hey, I haven't done my Christmas shopping or whatever, that kind of stuff. But it also has to do with, I just haven't accomplished what I thought I would. And you try to get it all done. And, it, you know, the last part of December just doesn't work that way because you've let things go too much. And that goes to the other piece of things that is, uh, you, as I've sometimes have termed it, the comfortably numb club, where you just kind of stay stuck and you're just kind of numb and you just kind of zone out, whether it's watching TV or internet or whatever, and you don't take the action and you have lived with regret and remorse and all those things. And, and too many people are stuck there. And I think this past year, 2020, we had a lot of folks who were, found themselves in this pandemic uh, situation where all of a sudden, you know, life hit them like a ton of bricks. Some people responded by saying, okay, I'm going to take this time and do something with it. And other people just were kind of, just kind of shocked into numbness again. And what I'm hearing you say here is there's practices and processes that you can implement with your program that can help us to do that. And I'd like to see, talk to you now for just a minute or two about the evidence of that. What I mean by that is, You've got this, this uh, your program, Six Months to Success, the I Got Smarter app, and uh, your your book. So that means that uh, you've probably got some people who've impacted in your programs. And I'd just like to hear a little bit about either success or a story or stories about some of the folks who have implemented your process and how it made some uh, difference to them. Do you have a good story for us? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there, there was a gentleman who joined our program he had been unemployed for maybe nine, maybe 10 months. And, and this, was, this wasn't this year. This was the previous years. Struggled, uh, was depressed, you know, just was not in a good place really in any area of his life. And uh, joined our program, got the support, came to the community, uh, really dug in for the first time and determined what he wanted with his life, what, what he wanted with his goals and uh, was able to, uh, you know, within, within three months, he found like his dream job. Uh, he had lost like 15 or 20 pounds. The relationships that, you know, at his family level were better than they had been in, you know, a decade. And all that was is he just started to live life with focus again. And what he realized was, uh, again, you know, with my book, he, he wasn't a victim of his circumstances. He was, he was a product of the choices that he started to make. And what he started to do was, as he, as he kind of got through the program and every day that he put behind him, he started to build up that momentum. And he started to believe in himself. And he started to realize that he was in control. And I think uh, a lot of times people, they feel like the reason that uh, life is hard for them is be, because of outside forces. 
And as soon as we start assigning our problems, our issues, our happiness to outside forces, we give away all that control because there's nothing that we can do if we're assigning it to other people, places, or things. And as soon as he took responsibility for his happiness, for his goals, and for his life, and he realized that he was in charge, that's when he started to build that momentum. And, you know, it's been over a year now, and his life is drastically different. His health is better than it's been in two decades. His relationships are better than they've been in a long time. And he's, you know, still working at a job that he loves and loves to go to every day. Awesome. Awesome. That's good. Great to hear. And that uh, brings me around to what uh, I wanted us to focus in now on the folks who may be listening to uh, our voices here today. And, you know, target of what Beyond Adversity is about is about helping people who have experienced some adverse conditions and help them to come out a better place. I'd like to call it peace, prosperity, and purpose. But you provide us some tools and resources, of course, and book and so on. So what are people going to find? Let's say there is someone who's kind of stuck or they're in that numb place and they've heard your story now. But what are they going to find at your websites and on your app that they can uh, apply to their life? Yeah, I think, you know, my book, The Unlucky Sperm Club, you're you're not a victim of your circumstances, but a product of your choices. I think that's a great place to start uh, because I think that kind of jerks a lot of people out of that victim mindset that they're stuck in. And they realize that there's people who are out there in very hard situations uh, that uh, figure out a way to do it. So I think, you know, the book is going to give you some inspiration, some motivation, And then the program and the app, I Got Smarter, is going to give you that plan. It's going to give you that program. It's going to give you that, the knowledge um, and the support and the tools to finally follow through with what you know you need to do in order to accomplish your goals. And, And that community will encourage you to stick with it because success is not an event. And I think a lot of people feel like, you know, if I just make it here, everything's going to be better. Success is not an event. It's a journey. And and in fact, success is a journey that never ends. We're we're always should be striving to uh, become that better version of ourselves. Because in our program, the I stands for the individual, you know, that person staring back at you in the mirror every single day, everything in your life will be you know, reflect what type of person you are, what type of choices you're making, and what type of person you're becoming. And we start with that and everything kind of funnels to that person. That's what we're constantly working on. Because the only way that you're going to achieve those goals is that you're going to become the person who can achieve those goals. So we're always working on that person, that individual. Awesome. Well, you've heard it here uh, now, folks, Um, the good people of the Beyond Adversity uh, audience that Nelson Tressler has some things to offer to you and you can find him at igotsmarter.com that's the app and six months to success.com and it's been our pleasure here today on Beyond Adversity to have as our guest Nelson Tressler. Just really want to thank Nelson Tressler for being our guest today on Beyond Adversity with Dr. Brad Miller. Uh, He really outlined a process didn't he of Really taking things and making progress, consistent, persistent action to make progress and to don't give up. 
one of the key takeaways I took was uh, Nelson's statement to never be ashamed of a scar. It simply means you were stronger than whatever tried to hurt you. And you heard his story of overcoming great adversity in his family life and his business endeavors and to achieve great success. And now he's here to teach you. He blogs at six months to success.com and then I got smarter.com is his app. You're going to want to check out those things here at beyond adversity. Uh, I'm Dr. Brad Miller and I blog and this podcast is at drbradmiller.com. There you're going to find lots and lots of back episodes of the podcast with great teachers and leaders who can help speak into your life as it is my mission to help you to navigate adverse conditions in your life and to come to your life to emerge to a place of peace, prosperity, and purpose. So it's all about making a promise to yourself and then fulfilling that promise. We're here to be helpful to you. So until next time, friends, let me just encourage you to make a promise and keep a promise because there's power in a promise kept. <laughs>